Welcome to Podheim, Jirok's Valheim podcast. Let's give him the business. Hey, everybody. Today is March 9th, 2022. I'm your host, Jirok the Viking, and joining me today are my fellow Vikings, Gwen the Shield Maiden. Hello, everyone. Viking Rudy, Rudistic the Guardian. Draft Toyota. And Jarl Tolkis. Hello, everybody. Have you ever found a worthy cause to fight for? Something that required volunteer work or fundraising? If you did, you probably gave it the business, just like we're going to do here today. And speaking of worthy causes, Gwen, would you like to talk about our recent fundraiser? Absolutely. So yesterday was March the 8th, uh, which is International Women's Day. And in honor of all the women around the world and all the great shield maidens that we have on our server and in our community, we decided to do a fundraiser and a, a charity stream to raise funds for Malala Fund, uh, which is a charity, an international charity that helps promote um, education for girls around the world. Um, the Malala Fund itself was founded by Malala Yousafzai, um, who is a, a noble uh, prize uh, laureate, uh, the youngest uh, to have received the Nobel Prize for her incredible work raising awareness and uh, supporting uh, educators and advocates around the world to help um, bring education and provide free 12 years of free education to girls um, in, in, in countries where it's unfortunately not uh, as easy to get education. So it's a, a great cause and we thought that we would try to raise funds for it. Um, and so we did a, a stream. Uh, a lot of us were actually the shield maidens from our community, from our server. We banded together and organized this event. Um, it was important for us that it was a, a women-led event. Uh, but of course, our, our event itself was open to everyone on the server. We even had a few um, special guests join. We had... Gaming with Christy, who's another uh, uh, YouTube content creator, as well as uh, Monty uh, or Josephine from Iron Gate, who's their community manager for Valheim. And uh, and yeah, all together, we got about how many people? 20, 20 people in game, um, both Shield Maidens and Vikings all playing together. And we cycled all five bosses on our server uh, with some additional challenges, like the first boss, we decided to do uh, fist fight only, no pants for some. <laughs> uh, second one, we did knives only on the elder, that kind of stuff, just to spice things up. Um, and and yeah, so we had the charity run, uh, fun, uh, the charity stream run for about three hours, I think. Yeah. Uh, and we collected so far over a thousand. I'll tell you the exact number. I've got it up here. I refresh the page every five minutes. A thousand one hundred and forty-two dollars uh, for Malala Fund so far. And the the fundraiser is still open for the rest of the week. Uh, we have a goal of we set ourselves a goal of two thousand dollars that we wanted to raise. So we were really thrilled to get to over over half the goal. Uh, but yeah, there's still time to donate. Um, if you want to donate, we'll add the links uh, in the description, but you can also type um, www.tinyurl.com slash ladies with axes. <laughs> and that's our shortened URL to get to the fund. So uh, yeah, check out the link in description or, or go to tinyurl uh, ladies with axes 
and you should find us and uh and yeah please donate to this great cause yeah and uh i'll definitely add a link to uh, my website jurakthevikingcom uh and i'll leave it up there as long as the fundraising effort runs so that you can easily go there if you can't remember the link and uh yeah help support a wonderful cause and it was even nice to get um, Tolkis out there. Tolkis, it's uh, nice to have you back around. I know that you've been um, busy with real life a lot lately, but uh, having you around more uh, is awesome. I've missed you. Thank you. I missed you guys too. Yeah, I was really just really busy. The restaurant I work at is reopening and the new owners have big plans and I'm involved there as well. So it's a lot to talk about when there's five people with and everyone has an opinion on things. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome to have you back when you have time. Um, and, uh, the time zones, uh, match because I think you're nine hours ahead of me. So uh, yeah, it can be a little tricky sometimes. Hasn't stopped us in the past. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah. So for some Valheim news, uh, Richard Svensson, AKA D void, the, Basically, the uh, mastermind behind Valheim, who was working on it for years before uh, he had even a team to uh, help him, uh, recently tweeted that uh, a little image uh, to reveal a new weapon, and the new weapon is a crossbow. Um, so, it, have you guys seen that yet? Yes. Yeah, I saw the image and I, I had to do a double take. I was like, huh? Because uh, I saw the image, I saw lots of comments and likes, and I was like, okay, this just looks like a normal image. And then I had to really, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of pay more attention to what's in his uh, hands, in his character's hands to realize that, oh, it's something different. It kind of looks like a bow, but it's horizontal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in, in, I made a video about it, uh, you know, just showing off that one image, but a couple of little fun things I did with, with the video. And that video is going viral for me. Uh, because I guess people are excited about a new weapon, but it was funny. Somebody in the comments said, that's not a crossbow. That's just, you're running with your pickaxe. <laughs> yeah. It kind of looks like you're trying to poke someone with a pickaxe, but yeah, it's, I know a lot of people, for some reason, crossbows are one of these weapons that people just love. I don't know why. I mean, they are cool, but I don't know. People are fixated about crossbows. So I can, I can see the hype. Uh, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how it works. I'm guessing it will have to take more stamina than a uh, normal bow and arrow. Uh, I would actually, like, I don't know, like, I actually commented under the video, uh, the great advantage uh, of crossbows of a bow is that you can load it, load the weapon, and then just uh, hold hold it without needing to pull the yeah, bow. Like, like if a bow, you need to pull and you need to hold, and it's really exhausting causes it needs strength. But if a crossbow, you can load the weapon and then just uh, stand guard with it and are ready to shoot with it at any time. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it's not stamina that... Well, I was thinking more because it's the weight of it, but you're right. I think it would be maybe less stamina, but... But slow to reload, probably. Yeah. So reload, and but then you can like hold the arrow and aim. But maybe I would, I would say, like, I would, it would probably make it less effective, just like the crossbow did not have the, the range of an English longbow, for example. Probably like a like a short range weapon that you can load and keep and and hold until you really like have the angle right angle for it. Well, it, it's nice to have more ranged weapon options for sure. Because for now, it's only the spears and the uh, and the bow. And 
well, maybe also the harpoon, if you consider that a weapon, <laughs> which I know some people on our server do. <laughs> but other than that, we don't really have any uh, other uh, options. It's all melee. Still waiting for throwing axes. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> yes, we spoke about that, didn't we? We did speak about that last week. <laughs> yeah, that should be in the second half of uh, the Jonathan interview when we put that out. I did have a chance mm. to look up crossbows and Vikings uh, on the internet briefly. I haven't taken a, a deep dive into it, but the few sources that I came across suggested that uh, Vikings didn't use uh, crossbows a lot and they probably didn't make them, but they probably mm -hmm. did use them a little bit as uh, uh, whenever they came across them, uh, that, you know, they scavenged them or, you know, got them mm -hmm. from from the places they raided. So I'm kind of curious to look into that more. If anybody knows for yeah. sure, please let us know in the comments. Yeah, I, I did the same research a couple of months ago, actually, because uh, my other half was what was playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And yeah. at some point I saw crossbows or not the crossbows, the, the siege ones. I can't remember the name of them, but the, the basically huge yeah, and I was like, huh, I'm not sure they used that in the Viking <laughs> Age. So I did a bit of research, and they're, they're yeah, I, it's possible that they may have used them. I don't know what they look like and uh, how, yeah, to your point, how um, often you often you could encounter them. But hey, it's a fun, it's a it's a Viking based game, right? Not everything needs to be super accurate, etc. So. I mean, we are Vikings fighting uh, walking trees and little goblins running around. So, <laughs> exactly, it's still a fantasy game. But yeah, like like Joe said, like they most they most likely uh, scavenged them when the Vikings started raiding in Europe, and because the sieges were mostly you the that the sieges the the crossbow were mostly used in sieges for the guardsmen. Just you know, so you can you can actually stand guard with this weapon. You don't have to hold the, it all the time. You just load it and then. Then, then, then you're ready to shoot at any time. So it's likely that they just, if they encountered it, they maybe found it. Ah, oh, cool. Might as well take it home. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, U.S. soldiers did with the the German pistols, like mm -hmm. uh, back then. So yeah, and, yeah. And exactly. And from what I can see, it's probably more of a later period, like really towards the end of the Viking Age. Ah. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a more modern invention, I guess. They were they were definitely used in the in the 11th and 12th century. That, that I know for sure. But um, yeah, in the 800s, I don't know how prevalent they were. Probably not. Not, not really. They don't think there was any any crossbows that old. I wanted to ask Rudy if uh, you've ever uh, used uh, crossbows and bows in in other games besides Valheim, and if you ever had a preference between the two. Uh the only crossbow I think I've ever played is the uh, Call of Duty uh, Warzone when they had the uh, Rambo, <laughs> the Rambo Special Edition there that they had uh, a crossbow which you could take down choppers and stuff because it was an exploding round. Oh but right, that, that was pretty cool. Um, but I'm wondering if uh, the crossbow in Valheim, if that'll be another use for for chains or something. I'm trying to think of what materials it would cost to make it. And, uh, I think you said on Twitter or something, Jirok, the shininess. So maybe there's silver involved, uh, silver and chains, possibly, probably some leather. I don't know, trying to figure out what kind of materials uh, would be needed to make that. Yeah, maybe maybe something new from the Mistlands, if it's going to be released with the Mistlands. Because they, ha they do maybe have the those new trees. Hair, maybe. Or the Fenris we will hair, get yeah. 
Maybe we'll get introduced to to ropes with the Mistlands update, like actual ropes. Yeah, from maybe linen or something like that. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, uh, so many questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just never know from one picture, but it's fun to speculate. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, mo- uh, the other thing we wanted to talk about is um, our recent hard mode server. Uh, just to let people know if they're if they're interested, like so, we obviously we have a a main server. It's vanilla, no mods, um, and it's the main one where everybody goes to resource server. And we have some seasonal servers also, and the hard mode is the new one. It has tougher enemies, and so I get a lot of questions about what makes it hard mode. So the enemies are 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 beefed up, but also uh, uh, you're not allowed to build portals. We use a mod that restricts portal building. But there are world portals placed around the world, and for now there are there's no ship building allowed either. There's a little bit of lore behind that where we say, uh, you know, people defied the gods and the gods cursed them with you know losing the knowledge of shipbuilding. So all they can build are rafts and sail around there. And the discussion around that's been pretty interesting. Uh, I, I want to ask Rudy about that here in a second. But then of course we have a lot of hand-built POIs. I think there's probably about 70 of them now. Uh, many of them with artifacts, uh, which are beefed up um, um, weapons and armor and tools. Um, and uh, a new thing for the hard mode server is these POIs have uh, really tough respawning mobs. So I don't have to be at each location as an admin to respawn mobs. I use a mod that respawns uh, lots of uh, mobs for me. Um, and it's been a week or about a week since the servers launched. It will be on Friday when this podcast release and no one has taken down a point of interest yet and, and retrieved an artifact. And by contrast, the original season one server before we added the hard mode stuff, they completely cleared the entire map and all artifacts and POIs in about 10 days. <laughs> so it's quite mm. quite a change. So that said, Rudy, how has the hard mode server been for you? Because you're one of the main ones uh, running around on there quite a bit. And, uh, you know, what are what are the re- your reactions from other people? Well, uh, you definitely uh, named it right. Hardcore or hard mode is definitely true. Um, what was nice with this one as uh, it, it, it was harder than the survival server, but because we had that experience from the survival server, we were able to tweak our strategies and all that. So I found this hardcore uh, server launch went a lot smoother for our team uh, than the survival one did, just because we knew kind of what to expect and all that. I love how you guys started it off uh, that uh, you get into the world, you fall into a portal and then you're faced with a choice of to which which other portal are you going to take out of the four and basically start your life that way. So uh, it was a great way to start the server um, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, the no boat building thing is definitely one of the toughest uh, transporting your metals and stuff like that, even just getting around. Um, you know, if you go on a, on a journey to do some exploring and you end up dying, well, that could be a literally 30 to 40 minute raft ride, uh, to get your corpse back. Um, yeah. If you don't have a bed nearby, huh? Yeah. So, so you got to adopt your strategies for this. So basically anytime I go out exploring, I have basically a whole stack of wood on me that I can have uh, a quick rested buff, um, put a bed down quickly if if need be. Uh, it's always that's one of the biggest things lately is putting a bed down. Um, a new strategy we've actually started a few days ago is uh, anytime you go out and about, 
take some wolves with you, some tamed wolves with you, because whether you're doing a corpse retrieval or anything, you get those skeeters after you. It's pretty mm. nice having the wolves with you because some of the enemies will aggro onto them before you. So you have some time to to figure something out or to run away if need be. Yeah, I um, wanted to to say something fun about that. I think w- watching the players on the uh, main server all, all these months since we've been running the server back in September of 2021, and running, you know, probably more than a hundred events by now. When you figure we've run multiple events every week, uh, I don't see many wolves um, it, during events. Maybe some players go out with wolves, but I think from what I've seen, most players just go out with a group of other Vikings because, in general, I think things are a little easy. But yeah, it's nice to see you guys actually using wolves in your strategies now. Yeah, it makes everything from boss boss battles to just like i said corpse retrieval so much easier um so we were lucky enough to find a two-star wolf a few days into the new server so having a pack of two-star wolves running around with you is 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 life-saving it's pretty great so that's a new strategy we brought on board uh it's wednesday today uh we started friday uh by so wednesday today we got most of our team into uh level one padded so it definitely took a bit longer than the survival server, but uh, it's been a bit more fun that way. It's not as stressful as a survival still server. still pretty quick. I mean, for what, five days to get everyone on late game armor? With like, rats I and no still, portals? I'm not after five months. I'm still <laughs> not on late game armor. <laughs> what? And yeah, that's exactly right. With rafts and no portals. So that's... Uh, you know, and you don't have the belt, right? So you can only hold 300 pounds. So someone would literally spend 30, 40 minutes running up to a swamp, mining t- what I think 23 pieces of iron we could bring back with 100 or with the 300 pound weight capacity, and then running that 30 to 40 minutes back to base. Of course, we've re- retweaked things since then. We actually have a portable smelting facility with us now that uh, we all have the proper pieces and then once we get somewhere we set up a uh, portable smelting uh those frost caves for instance fantastic area to set up a quick smelting operation there you can uh, mine the whole mountain of silver and smelt it right then and there and then you have bars that you can either take back to base or uh, like I said, we have a portable operation, so we have a level two or three forge in our uh, inventories at all times, a level two workbench. And that, and this is all spread out between, let's say, three to six players that are online uh, at most times in my clan. And that's what we do. We have someone that has a level two forge, someone that has the smelting facilities on them. And we all go and set it all up and smelt the metal, head back to base to build whatever we need, the armor or the weapons. And yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we have a few POIs marked out, but we're, we're taking the slow route and we're going to make sure everyone's fully, uh, padded and, and ready to go, uh, before we hit up these POIs, we want to make sure that we're in the right armor and not attempting it in troll armor or leather armor. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you see some things you've haven't seen before, like, uh, I don't know, maybe a random elder walking around in the meadows with you or <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. So, um, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, there has been some frustrations of course, right. Uh, when it can take that 30 to 40 minute raft ride to get your corpse, but, uh, teamwork is key and it's pretty cool seeing some of the solo players, uh, Jirok challenge, you challenged the entire server when you said no one can do this solo because mm-hmm. 
now a few players are like, okay, we'll see. So it's cool seeing that they're trying to to prove you wrong. And I don't know if they've gotten anywhere yet, but uh, it, it, it's exciting. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a new Valheim experience that you won't see anywhere else other than Jirok's server here. So if you're looking for something like that, if you're looking for a new Valheim experience that's harder than usual, it come check out Jirok's server, guys. This is this is some fun stuff never before seen uh, anywhere in Valheim. So if, if you're looking for a new challenge and, and see something new, definitely come hang out with us and come check out this server. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the plug, Rudy. And I, I wanted to clarify, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, setting up in Frost Caves. Uh, you can also set up in the other dungeons in the game, just because we allow a mod that lets people build in dungeons, uh, just because the dungeons are so nice in this game that uh, it would seems a pity to not let the uh, players build in them. And, and, and Iron Gate actually used to allow it uh, in the standard game. And then they removed that option. And then my understanding is now, even today, they're kind of uh, split on on that uh, opinion of whether they should allow people to build in them or not. But I did have a question for you too, Rudy. And I wanted to ask, with only rafts, your storage capacity is limited what you can transport. So have you guys uh, tried yet to bring a cart onto a raft and have one person holding that cart while one person is steering the raft? Uh, we did try it, um, but to be honest, it was pretty much quicker to just have a few people load up their inventories and run across land, uh, but it does work. You can definitely load up a cart and one person move the cart or walk the cart onto the, the, the raft and then the other person drive in the raft. Uh, it absolutely works. So little little uh, tip for all you on the hardcore server without uh, carves and long ships, uh, load up a cart and have someone walk it onto the raft and then start uh, start sailing your raft home. Yeah, and just to clarify, you want I think you want somebody to hold on to the cart the whole time because in my testing when I was solo rafting with the cart, the ra- the, the cart would eventually fall off the uh, raft pretty easily. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that person with the cart has to have the cart on them at all times. You can't like hit E to hold the mast because then the cart will just fall right off. So you do have to uh, stay on the the cart on the raft the entire time, and if you get knocked around by waves, you got to move around a bit so the cart doesn't fall off, or or all your uh, your precious metals are at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> well, Cov's float actually that was one of the uh, Nick Rawcliffe uh, tips from his um, uh, his speedruns that you can actually walk a, 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 a cart across the ocean. I wonder where he got that idea from, <laughs> Yeah, that was from one of my uh, previous videos. From one of your videos, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, did you, uh, Rudy, did you and your team try that? Like if just everyone walking on multiple carts, can can you do that with the cart full of stuff? You can, uh, does it have to be empty? Well, it starts to get the boxes in, in the cart, so you don't have anywhere to stand in the cart if there are too many. Ah. But you can put a few. Mm. You can put a, a little bit in there. And I think if you only have like one or two boxes in there, you can still walk with it fairly easily. Yeah, we, we didn't try try that just because the rafts were available. And I'm sure that's a little faster means than, than the cart. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, one thing true. too with the, uh, the, the cart and just kind of showing the length of time and all that we had our boss battle that we are gearing up for bone mass and it was 
maybe two continents away or so. By the time all the players got over there and geared up and fought Bone Mass, they were actually gone for two weeks in game time. Like it was about 14 days between all the sailing and the actual battle and coming back to base. So it was like an entire two week trek uh, in game that it took to just get to one of the bosses and get back. So, of course, we held a, a welcoming party for our warriors who went and defeated Bone Mass for us. I, I died along the trip, uh, so mm-hmm. I did not get to uh, to enjoy the Bone Mass battle, but uh, I got made it back to home and uh, they picked up my corpse and we had a nice welcoming party for our warriors who went and defeated Bone Mass for us. Nice. One of, one of the uh, tips uh, that people didn't know at the start and I think are starting to figure out. So I guess it's okay for me to reveal it here for those who listen to the podcast, get a little insider uh, tip. I know people are traveling to the bosses uh, to the, where the boss spawn locations are, but there's actually a boss at every single artifact POI location. So if you come across the POI, you could check to see if the boss you need to kill or want to kill is there because maybe you can draw it out and not have to do that long travel to the uh, proper boss location. You tell me now, eh? <laughs> well, you know, I gotta let you guys. <laughs> but didn't you also didn't you also say that you've got like a, a unlimited respawning mobs around those POIs? I don't know if that's <laughs> what you need when you're trying to take down an already difficult boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you figure something fun out. It's interesting to see For the sure. strategies. Uh, on hard mode and i have to evaluate um one team uh, attempted a poi i guess last night with 20 wolves and three players in in max gear uh so i have to review those notes and and see if uh, any of them need tweaking luckily i can tweak every single poi with one file um uh, update and upload to the server uh so i can see if they need tweaking but yeah it's fun to see everybody having fun with hard mode. Uh, and if you are interested, yeah, you can, you know, we have a bunch of other servers too, but just go to my website, jerokthevikingcom and sign up to play with us. And just a quick announcement before we go to our next subject, there is something special coming um, or happening on Friday on the hard mode server. And this was planned long ago and nobody knows about it, but me. So I'm excited to share it with you. For those of you still on the hard mode server, but uh, I also want meteor to- shower, Yaglus <laughs> meteor shower on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, how did you know? <laughs> and I just want to take a quick break from the show to share with you one of my sponsors, the Grimfrost, an amazing company that sells really, really cool Viking products. They have over a thousand different modern and historical Viking products. If you're interested, you should check them out. I have a link in the description, or you can go to my website, jirokthevikingcom slash Grimfrost. Now back to the show. <laughs> Uh, so, but I also wanted to talk about the frost cave. So like we have, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, like a third of our community is hanging out on the main server, still doing their thing and building and decorating and having fun and socializing. A third of our players are doing hard mode. And another third is, is, uh, doing a lot on our resource server because the resource server is one of the few places. Well, you can't really find a uh, mountain caves on the, the main server because everything's explored. But the resource server resets every two weeks. And Tolkas, you've been doing a lot of um, resource running around with with your group and and t- going into those caves and fighting enemies and getting all the good loot. What do you think of the new caves and the new enemies inside? 
Oh, that's, I think you can just leave it at that. Nothing to complain about. Totally awesome. They, they, they set the, the stakes really high for the coming updates. So I, I don't know if they, if they made it, if they maybe make, made their own work even harder for themselves by giving us such awesome caves. Cause now we will be expecting that even better in the future. Yeah, they are. They are pretty awesome. Ha- has your group um, uh, dis- started building in um, a- any of the caves? I know the resource server is a temporary that resets every two weeks, but have they done a little bit of building, like a, a temporary base or anything? Uh, we haven't, but we plan to to with uh, for the land and have it somewhere at a, near our base on the playground server. That's so kind of your plan. We're still kind of working out like where and. And when, and when are we going to wait for the new Mistlands update maybe to come? Just figuring out. But yeah, as Rudy mentioned before, they're really, they're really awesome. Like unlike the other dungeons, there's like the dungeons in the Black Forest are like really narrow and the, the ceiling is not very high. Then the swamp, uh, sunken crypts, they are always wet. It's uh, not very comfortable and always very dark, but the frost caves are like really cool. They, they give me these uh, all this these Skyrim dungeon vibes from 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 the Elder Scrolls series. You're getting just a good good mem- a lot of good memories lie in that game, and I'm really happy to be walking around in the same caves again. Yeah. Did you come across uh, one of those cool ones that has the, like the frozen lake in the bottom? Oh yes. Uh, like we were walking around with the group, and we we're not we were not running. We just took our time and walked around. Okay, guys, we go right, then go right, and then, okay, we go left now. We're just exploring mm-hmm. and just in awe about the whole thing. And, you know, sometimes there's like, you could just walk down the stairs in a circle. And then at the really bottom, there were just a couple of wolves sleeping there. What I ended up doing was I, I made sure I had over 100 health, took my sledgehammer, and then did the Leroy Jenkins from the very top to the bottom, just smashed into the ground, like the superhero landing, and just kill everything there in a swing. <laughs> <laughs> like Thor. Yeah, exactly. But yes, about right, you yeah. going left and right and getting lost. So that's one thing that I learned early on from the game from one of my friends that I used to, uh, that introduced me to Valheim is uh, always pick like either left or right, but stick to left. Like if you, mm-hmm. any dungeon you visit, just mm-hmm. go left all the time. And eventually you'll, vi- you'll visit everything without getting lost. So mm-hmm. top tip there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's what we did. And it was really fun. And then we would come to these, the closed doors and then everyone was getting ready swords and shields out then all right we're going in three two one breach and then it's just total carnage inside and fire everywhere oh yeah a lot of fire. <laughs> then we're like oh watch out there's a cultist oh shit there's two. Oh no it's four <laughs> ah! yeah sometimes we're just a lot of them like everyone was on fire no one could see anything luckily no one died or was just, just got really close to dying was really awesome. Mm, it sounds like a lot of fun. Has it? Has anyone fallen down any of the long drops yet and and died or or almost died? Uh, wow. Yeah, I just I just told you I jumped down on purpose with the sledgehammer to smash it into the ground. Oh, but yeah, but you didn't die. But that didn't kill but you, no, did you it? Die. <laughs> no, I was down to twenty health and, oh. made sh- and 
and I had to make sure everyone, everything down there was dead. Otherwise, I would have died myself there. Oh, so you did the jump, made sure you had more than 100 health so you could survive it. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like an epic video to have been recording. Mm. <laughs> I was in an intense battle with a few cultists, me and my teammate. And it was one of those ones where as soon as you come into the cave, it's like the ledge to go to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were fighting some cultists and we worked our way to the top because we weren't we weren't too gear- geared for it. And uh, the cultist shot me and shot me right into that pit there. And I died instantly. And uh, that was pretty wild. Oh, I will hmm. say, too, the uh, the new music that our friend Patrick made for these uh, mountain caves are is awesome. It is very cool. Yeah, There's very definitely uh, some creepiness involved. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's I love the music, too, that that uh, that Patrick did. Mm-hmm. All of it to me. To be honest, the atmosphere, the design, everything is just beautiful, and it's perfect. It's perfect. The Iron Gate team has really blown it out of the park. It's just, yeah. I I didn't really. I'm, I don't like the mountains because I just die a lot in the mountains. But those caves, I think they will uh, bring back the love for the mountains a bit for me, just because they're so beautiful to explore. They're so fun. I love that they have it on multiple floors as well. So you can go up and down. I know some burial chambers, you can like find corridors where you go up and down, but usually it's not like huge. And sometimes it's just like you go up and then there's a wall in front of you. So yeah, the fact that you actually have multiple floors to explore and the frozen lake and some of the little touches with the paintings on the walls and some of the lore and thing is just, it's great. It's If that's a direction that they're taking for future biome updates, I'm so, so excited. Yeah. And Rudy, you were talking about earlier too, that the cave sound effects, uh, in you know, in addition to the music are really cool. And yeah, every time I'm in there, I love turning the, uh, like I turn, sometimes I'll turn the music down if I'm recording a video or something, but I turn the sound effects up because I just love hearing all those creepy sounds in those caves. Yeah, when you're uh, smelting by yourself for a few hours in the caves and you're in a dark room, dark office, and you hear those creepy sounds, I actually, like, I got goosebumps and I had to go turn the lights on because mm-hmm. uh, there's some weird sounds in those things. Yeah, yeah, whoever did the sound design for that really nailed it, I think. And Tolka, so what do you think about the new Fenrir armor now that you've, you know, you've had the chance to, you know, probably farm the resources for it and use it and upgrade your armor and, and the flesh rippers too, the fist, what the new fist weapons, is that uh, something people really like? Do they like the speed bonus? Do they like the fighting style of the fists? What, what do you think about those? Uh, it's, I have uh, a mixed opinion. Let me explain this. On one side, yes, the, the speed bonus is great. You can this whole art, the playstyle of the armor is you you run in on your target, s- circle and hit it, run out of there, circle around, hit it in the back all the time until it's gone. You really have to be careful though with, with uh, getting hit because you you don't have a lot of armor. The fire resistance uh, helps a little bit when fighting those uh, fueling shamans. But you don't want to be stuck in prolonged uh, melee combat. Also, when you're fighting multiple groups, the flesh rippers, they're strong against one target, maybe two. But when it's like when there's a, a blob of uh, of enemies coming for you, you're better mm. off with a a AOE weapon. Like like for example, like any other weapon is you have a, like a chance to 
so you're swinging and you can hit multiple enemies at once. But with the with the flash rippers, it's you really want to focus on one target. Uh, it's a, as again, it's it's a mixed opinion because of course people who prefer running around and for exploring the speed bones is really handsome. But again, you really have to be careful. You're basically a, ga- a glass cannon. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So it sounds like so, it's yeah. sort of situational, right? Like you might want exactly. to use it in certain situations, but then maybe carry a, a, another set of armor and and a, we- and a primary weapon to switch to if you need to. Yeah. Or like, or what one thing you can do is if you have multiple people, like a, a wolf pack running around in Fenris armor, then it doesn't matter. Just everyone can run in focused on one target. And you'll done in seconds as well. It's yeah. all really fun. So I, I mentioned before that on our main server, you know, most areas were explored. And I think there was only been two or maybe a few more um, found on the main server because it's it's old. It's been around since September 2021. So the resource server, which resets every week, uh, the the estimate is, I guess, think that it's about 120 uh, to 160 um, caves supposed to be found on every new map. How how are you? How did you guys find? Uh, or what did it seem like you were finding enough caves? Like we have a, a lot of people who play on our servers, and everybody's racing on the resource server to them. But what, were there enough for you guys during that first week? I have the feeling like they that while around we just could not find them. Like sometimes you know it's like you're a small mountain and a snowstorm comes out and you had just happened to walk over or past a cave. Stuff like that. They're a, bit, they're a bit tricky to to spot in the mountains, just because there are so many rocks all over the place, and it's hard to look for this specific rock that indicates a cave. Uh, but but yeah, once we got got the hang of it, there were plenty uh, of caves all over the place. Like I remember, we we were exploring the other day, and then uh, and we split the group. Okay, we go. I go. We do. We go right. You two, you go left around the mountain, and then we split up. Literally, six, six seconds later, found one. <laughs> okay, and then yeah, there's some town, some mountains. There were a lot of them. Some there were like none, like always. And so we've uh, debated resetting the resource server um, in one week instead of two, just on this special occasion because the frost caves were out. We decided not to because the players put in so much effort building um, uh, the uh, new Omi, the little town, and the resource or uh, the resource server like hotel for all the players. Uh, they they rebuild a, a new one in a different style every two weeks. So instead of re- re- resetting the resource server, which would destroy that, um, we decided to let it continue for its two weeks. But huge shout out to one of our admins, Liddy. Uh, such a sweetheart. She took the time to go onto the server and spawn in about a hundred new caves, fresh caves around the world on, on mountains so that everybody would have more caves to explore over the next week. So thanks, Liddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just to clarify, it was not your idea. It was Liddy on her own, right? Yeah, she's just a sweetheart. She saw that everyone was asking. I think most players want, well, some players wanted to do an earlier server reset so that they could enjoy more caves. But instead of doing that and adding more work for the rest of the admin team, Liddy, yeah, took the initiative to go and uh, spawn in a bunch of caves. And, and she spent a couple of hours doing that just for for everyone in the community to go and enjoy. She's She's mm-hmm. the best. 
Mm-hmm. Reminder to myself, Huck Liddy. <laughs> oh, <right>. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, we have one more segment to go through real quickly, and I know it's one of Rudy's favorite segments, and it, we're talking about our favorite things in Valheim. Rudy? Yeah, it's been a while since we did our, uh, our favorite segment here, but uh, our favorite things in Valheim. So let's talk about pets today. What is everyone's favorite pet in our favorite game, Valheim? Uh, let's go with Gwen first. That's a tough one because I I have a dog at home, which is a, a husky. So obviously the wolves remind me a lot of my husky. So I, I do like the wolves. Um, but, I, I, well, I like them more now that they don't howl all the time because my dog at home also kind of howls and is very vocal. Uh, so having that in the game in my base when I had a couple of wolves around um, before they fixed it with a patch was really annoying because, like, it was just sending me on PTSD trips of my dog just constantly <laughs> making noises. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the do- the dogs, the, the wolves are cute, but I really like the boars as well. They're really cute too, especially the babies, the piggies. They're just, just tiny and adorable. And that little tail is like when it's wagging, it's just so cute. I think I'm going to go with the boars. <laughs> and also they say, they tell you that they love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, I think my answer might trump you all, so I'm going to go last on this one. Uh, Tolkis. Mine is probably going to be the logs. Logs. Just, it's just back when we had the first event, we the Undead Fortress event, I had some tamed logs there in, in place, and we were riding them to this Undead Fortress, and we fought the, the army of the Undead there. And I, when I got the, some tamed loxes at my farm, I renamed uh, them after the four loxes that I had back then at the event. It's like there's uh, a bit like a bit of, a little of like melancholic and what's it what's it called? Uh, not melancholic, but another day like nostalgic. Your, yeah, nostalgic. Thank you. Like the I real feel just I just feel nostalgic just walking to the farm, and then as my my four four uh, warrior pets standing there just having a good time so and, they're ha- and they're so handy too for transporting i remember when uh the bsc castle in the north was all done and urkinus and pianuj were moving into the castle uh we just took loxes down to their old bases and over encumbered ourselves got on the locks and rode it on home it's a very handy way to transport bases or transport anything really is is hopping on those loxes and going for a little trip yeah loxes are definitely the most functional pet that's for sure and their pies are just oh so tasty (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about that we don't talk about eating our own pets okay (laughs) (laughs) well i was gonna ask you real quickly since you brought up the carry capacity when you're on a lox you can you know, weight yourself up to any weight. You can carry as much as you want because the locks doesn't doesn't matter. I have, you know, I made a video on on that a uh, while back. But has anybody done that on the hard hard mode server? Use the locks to uh, help transport large amounts of things across the land. Yeah, All I was right. going to suggest that when we were talking about rafts and stuff that that is probably the best strategy, but. We're not even a week in. If anyone has tamed loxes already, I would like to know how. <laughs> Well, I think Kondo's group has full padded and uh, black metal weapons, so they might have a locks farm going, knowing Kondo. He has a farm for everything. 
See, I'm with Tolkis. The silver sword is just superior in every way, shape, and form. So I'm still, I'm rocking the silver shield. No, or silver uh, uh, sword. No black metal weapons on that hardcore server for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Silver is just the prettiest. And uh, what about you, Jirok? I have a feeling uh, I know uh, a certain YouTube video you might mention for your answer. Yeah, so I, I have a YouTube video uh, that demonstrates exactly how to tame my favorite pet, and it's the Death Skeeto. I released it on <laughs> April 1st of last year, of 2021, and it takes you through all the steps of how to tame a Death Skeeto, exactly what you need to do. And then I, sh- I demonstrate running around with it as a pet and and having it kill stuff for you. So <laughs> the, that joke aside, because that was April Fool's Day, I need to start thinking of a new April Fool's video because we're coming up on April 1st here in a few weeks. But I messed around on the admin bats. mode a lot with... Um, the bats. The bats. Yeah, the bats. <laughs> that would be fun. You can do the same one with the bats. Just <laughs> feed them blood bags. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, but... but uh, yeah, so I mess around in admin mode, and you know, on my server, I make available um, um, uh, most mobs for for players to get as pets and or as like guards or even a shopkeeper if they want. And uh, nobody's requested a death skeeto yet, and I can't wait until they do because I've tested everything as like a a bodyguard for your base, and the death skeeto is my favorite because it just flies around. Everything has a really hard time hitting it because it flies, you know, the other mobs, and it hits so hard. So you just stand there and you watch your pet death skeeto, you know, because of, of mods, you're, I'm able to tame it. And I just watch it, one death skeeto fly around and just zap every enemy and kill them. It's so fun. It just like puts a smile on my face as I watch it happening. That's awesome. I love that idea. I want to try that now. And what's yours, Rudy? Well, so, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, I know, uh, Jirok has seen our zoo on the playground server. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, Gwen or Tolkis has had a chance to see our zoo yet. No, not yet. I'm waiting for my invite. All right. My golden well, ticket to visit the zoo. <laughs> well, it's open anytime. I'd be happy to show you, but, uh, it was many moons ago when Rudistic, Yalrek, Yardrok, and Oily Josh were sailing on the open seas we come across an island that has yet to be explored on the playground server. And we're getting close to this island and we see, oh, there's a troll right on the shore. Let's go check it out. And as we pull up to shore, we t- it turned out to be a two-star troll. Well, that was pretty cool. You don't see those very often. So we decided, well, let's try and trap it. So we absolutely did. We built a big pit and trapped uh, the two-star troll. We named him Anton or Caillou. And uh, he's been uh, our our mascot from day one. Uh, <laughs> but if, uh, about an hour or so after we got the troll, I was like, well, what can we do to make this even better? Well, we have some mountain biomes up uh, in this island here. So we ran up there with harpoons and we were able to bring a stone golem back and trapped him as well. <laughs> so we're sitting uh, here on our new land that we have a uh, trap two-star troll, a trap stone golem. And then I had the idea, well... What are the chances? Could we feasibly go out and harpoon a sea serpent and bring it back and trap that too? <laughs> well, within within about 45 minutes of my initial thoughts, 
we did it. We went out. We <laughs> got a day spawn sea serpent, which is very hard to find, and harpooned it. And it was about a 30-minute boat ride back to the base from where we finally found one. And we built wow. a, a whole sea enclosure, and we brought her in. Uh, so, yeah, we have a zoo that has a sea serpent, a two-star troll, and a golem. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite things is swimming with Betty. Uh, we named her Betty the Sea Serpent. Uh, we have a diving board. You can jump in and swim with her. I just have some high health foods with you. And we actually have like a little show stage area where we can harpoon gray dwarfs <laughs> or any mobs, deers, toss them into her tank there. And you can actually watch her go and attack and, <laughs> and eat these gray dwarfs and whatever. Uh, so that's my favorite pet in the game is uh, our sea serpent, Betty. Oh, that's so epic. Did you teach her any tricks like how to jump out of the water and stuff? Oh, no, we don't want her jumping out because uh, <laughs> it'll be hard to find her again if she decides to leave. Uh, but it's pretty cool. You can actually stand on the sea serpent's head. Uh, once you go past the head, the body's kind of like uh, you fall through the body, but the head is a solid object in the game. So you can actually stand on our sea serpent's head. And uh, oh, sometimes she'll swim around. You can go for a little ride. But uh, it's a pretty cool experience in game that uh, that we made for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun. I, I definitely need to visit. Yeah, I remember when I visited, you you were showing me um, all, all that zoo of yours and, and the base. But uh, I think your stone golem had uh, had escaped and was ru running around destroying stuff. And you guys had to rush over quickly and get it back into its enclosure. Oh, yeah. It, it happens all the time, um, especially with Anton. That's why I call him Caillou, because he's always whining and complaining and getting out of his cage. <laughs> Uh, we actually have a, a full setup. Uh, we built an armoire full of uh, harpoons that if it happens that he gets out, shout out in game THC to base and uh, everyone comes, grabs a harpoon and we have it set up in such a way that there's two doors on each side. So you just bust out the one wall, harpoon him, run through his enclosure and it through the other door and then it should pull him right back into his into his base there. I don't know why I'm doing all these hand motions. You guys can't see anything I'm doing, but <laughs> we, we got it down to a science for when Anton and Barney, he's the, uh, the golem. We got it down to a science for when those guys get out that we can get them back in with minimal damage to the base. Do you have an alarm system set up with the wards? Nope. Nope. It's, it's fully open for anyone to go and explore and have a look around at any mm. time. So we didn't put up wards, but uh, basically when you zone in, just let all let all the zones come in. Don't just portal there and run around right away. Let all the instances load in and then look around. That's what we found is it'll, if you run right away, it'll kind of lag out. And then the animals mm. will lag out on top of their cages. So just got to, as soon as you get in, let it all load in and then they should be fine in their cages. And uh, the troll one is actually, we put it down a lot. So the two-star troll is actually eye level to use. You can get right up in his face and, and see his eyes bright blue it's pretty cool, but Anton's still a bit of a jerk. When you were talking about having all the uh, the harpoons ready and set up, I had this kind of image in my head of like a Jurassic Park situation where you've got like the armory with all the guns with the tranquilizers in case <laughs> the dinosaur gets out of the cage. <laughs> oh, we pretty much do. The armory's right there. Uh, we actually trapped, uh, harpooned a bunch of skeletons and made a skeleton blocker in there. Uh, and then we bought a uh, training dummy to have in there as well. So it's pretty much Jurassic Park was a bit of the mindset when when doing this build. <laughs> uh, there's also 
a two-star gray dwarf brute. Uh, those are the bright purple ones. Uh, we got one of those. Uh, we had a one-star shaman, gray dwarf shaman, but uh, we had the uh, the sulfur in the air, and they decided that he was not worthy for the zoo. So, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I'll put up a, a portal in one of the main portal hubs there that people can uh, can come in and and look at all the uh, the animals and their in their cages there, and it's it's a pretty cool setup. Yeah, well, Jiroka, maybe that's the next uh, build tour that we need to do for your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. Definitely, we should try to schedule that and uh, make sure that all the fences are electrified there, uh, Rudy, <laughs> yeah. so that the T-Rexes don't get out. And I want a longboat, like, ready to go. If things go south, I want to be out of that island. <laughs> I'm, I've seen sure. Jurassic Park. I'm not getting trapped on a Jurassic Park island. <laughs> There is one. There is a boat at the docks ready to go if need be. It's uh, it's a cool, it's a good time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that uh, I think is going to do it for this week's episode, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Yeah. See you around. See ya. That's it for now. Have fun out there. Thank you for listening to Podheim, Jirox Valheim podcast. We have new episodes coming out every Friday. And if you enjoyed listening, please support us by subscribing to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a rating and a review to help more Vikings find us. We also have a Patreon with perks for supporters like behind the scenes discussions, exclusive content, and segments that are edited out of the main podcast. And if you'd like to join our friendly Discord community, we have more than a thousand people there. Just go to discord.gg slash the Viking. If you'd like to play on my Valheim servers, just go to my website at jirokthevikingcom and submit an application. I'd like to give a huge shout out to my supporters. Some of them on Patreon, the YouTube membership, and the ones who help boost our Discord server. Your support means the world to me and inspires me to make more videos, as well as run a community Discord and multiple Valheim gaming servers. If you enjoy my videos and would like to support my work, join our friendly Discord community and Valheim servers, links can be found in the description below. Skull!